Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One Million Cent Podcast. My name is Ryan Fontenot, and I'm your host for this podcast, this time together where we are aiming to see one million teens around the globe trained to share the gospel by 2030. Now, when you hear that, some of you are like, oh, well, I'm not a teenager, I'm out. But no, don't get out because we know this, telling the world about Jesus, it's not just a teenager thing, it's a every believer thing. So whether you're a parent, you're a pastor, or yes, you are even a teen, you are welcome and wanted here. And I hope you will be encouraged by today's time together. And today, let me just say, we have a very special guest, one of my good friends that we have done ministry with lots of times over the last few years. I'm excited for him to be here today on the podcast. Whether you are watching or whether you are listening, would you welcome my friend, Nathaniel Coons. Nathaniel, what is going on, my brother? Hey, it's going. It's going. In my mind, I just imagine like an, a roar of applause happening. There he is. It's happened. Did but you not honest, feel it? Probably just like my grandma. Just one hey, person. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> a grandma clap is worth a thousand other claps, you know. So, so. true. So true. <laughs> if those who know you still clap for you, that's a good sign, my friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, dude, it's great to see you, man. Thank you for taking time to be on here today. I know people are going to be encouraged by our conversation. And um, before we really tell them all about who you are, this experience you have, where you are now, and what is God doing in your life, I want us to warm up, okay? Let's warm up with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready to go? That's the real question. I think so. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Well, those of you that don't know, Nathaniel's the king of games. So we're going to see if this works well for him or not. Number one, let's go. Nathaniel, are you a coffee guy or an energy drink guy? Uh, I have an energy drink sitting there, but I'm a coffee guy. Coffee guy. Okay. Coffee. All right. So tell me coffee. When it comes to coffee, are you bougie coffee? Are you any kind of coffee you can get your hands on? Uh, Both. Uh, If I have a preference, I got the AeroPress. I'm carrying my beans around with me, grinding it wherever I am. But I'm not above gas station coffee as well. Let's go. My man, my man. You got to know, go with where you are. I love it. So does that mean you're a morning, midday, or night owl? What's your sweet spot of the day, bro? I'm morning. All all day morning. So even even in college, uh, yeah, even in college when it was like having this, because I did my papers all in a week in advance, obviously, but when I would forget, um, that's right. I would, it was a hard cutoff at nine 30. I'd wake up mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. and just knock it out. Let's um, go. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I'm a morning guy, morning, kind of that 6 a.m., 5 30, 6 a.m. I like that. Okay, man. I like that a lot. So, um, I know you travel a little bit, you used to travel a lot more. Now you're at a, at a, at a local church specifically, but let's just say you and your bride are headed out on a vacation. Are you going to fly there, get to the destination? Are you going to drive and enjoy the journey? What are you going to do? I'm going to fly. I want I want to get where I'm going. Let's then go. I'll enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the next question. Are you going to the mountains? Are you going to the beach? Where are you headed to? Beach. Beach. Let's go, man. Yeah. Do you have, yeah let's do, do you it. you happen to have a favorite beach or a beach you would love to go to? Oh, man. We went on a cruise. I don't know where this beach is at. Uh, it's a little <laughs> private matter. island somewhere yes. owned by Norwegian. And let's go. That beach. That one specifically. That, that's the one. Because I love it. X amount of people there. And it was beautiful. 
So. I love that, man. So you're on this destination. You're on the cruise ship because you have flown to the ship. You're on the ship. You're enjoying both the air and the sea now, but you've just had a great meal, an incredible meal. You're going to reach for dessert. Are you reaching for pie? Are you reaching for cake? Where are you going, man? Uh, lemon cake all day. Lemon cake. Let's yeah. go. Okay. I like the specificity there, man. I appreciate that a lot. All right, man. Well, maybe a little more spiritual here um, in your devos. You're up in the morning, man. You're spending time with the Lord. Um, are you Are you going to go Old Testament? You're going to hang out with the stories, the narratives, uh, man, I, I, the, the forerunners to Christ, or are you jumping over in the New Testament, man? What, where, where's your sweet spot? Where's your preference? I'm a, I'm an Old Testament guy. I okay. like, right. um, man, the Psalms, you can't beat them. The Proverbs, Come the on, variety man. that comes in the yeah. Old Testament. Love yeah. It. Man, if you get in that Psalms and that Proverbs, I tell people this, man, if if you're looking for just something to read and you don't have a plan, read a proverb a day for 31 days. Change your world. Let's Absolutely. go. All right. All right, man. Well, well, let's talk about the New Testament then. All right. So we got New Testament. We got four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We got four guys, different perspectives, same story. Um, I love the mosaic that comes together when you read them together. But let's say you had to roll with one. Who's your boy, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? All right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go John. Uh, okay. For the sole reason of, I'm not much of a, a feeler type guy. Okay. I'm okay. more of just like the hard facts, you know, like I Luke. Gotcha. Just give me, yeah. give me the facts. But with John, I, I've got to grow in that. Uh, I love that. So. I appreciate you going to what is not your native tongue, right? If your native tongue is facts, figures, give me the stuff. But you're like, hey, John. John expands me. I like that, man. That's that's really good. I appreciate that. Well, well, I've got one last question before we jump into the podcast here. And uh, man, maybe uh, maybe this will be one that um, I don't want you to answer right now. I want to okay. come back okay. to it at the end. All right. But I want you to think on it because you may need some time. Uh, and here's the question. Nathaniel Coons, are you a dog guy or are you a cat guy? Now, don't answer that right now, man. Uh, we'll come back to that. And if you are listening or watching and you have the ability to where you are, let us know your guess. What do you think, Nathaniel? Dog guy? Cat guy? Drop us an emoji in there. Drop us that puppy emoji. Drop us that cat emoji. Let us know what you think. And by the way, if you get it right you're not going to win a prize. But don't worry, if you get it wrong, you're not going to win a prize either. So we're glad you're listening today. I hope you'll be encouraged. And don't forget, as we're walking through this, man, you want to hit that like button, that subscribe button. You want to share this out. That'd be a blessing to us. And I know it would encourage you and someone else as well. So Nathaniel, let's jump into here, man. You're a student pastor. Would you let the world know exactly where you are right now? And what is it in life and ministry that you do? Yeah, so I am the uh, student minister at Church at the Cross here in Grapevine, Texas. So if you've ever flown into DFW, you've flown over our church. Um, That's right. We are, we're right there, just three minutes away from the airport. Um, and there so, yeah, that's where we're at. DFW is that right is. in the heart, or Grapevine's right in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. You yeah. can kind of get to either side, Fort Worth, Dallas, Plano, Whatever south, I never go south. Uh, <laughs> whatever, right. Whatever's that way. You Isn't that funny? 
Like, like yeah. I don't think anybody up north goes south very much, man. We don't, we don't pass like the city, like the city of Fort Worth or the city of Dallas will stop there, but we're not going south usually, right? <laughs> oh yeah, not at all. There's nothing down there. I'm convinced <laughs> it doesn't exist. So. It doesn't. What is this? So <laughs> anyway, well, man, I'm so glad you're on as a student pastor, man. Now you've been there, you said 18, 19, 20 months now. What, what, yeah. what was the time frame? Yeah, yeah. 20 months. So, we were, we were covenant members before. Uh, right, right. And your so home church and uh so before that man what, what were you doing uh kind of tell people that are watching because um well let's just do this why don't you share your story with us real quick man uh when did you meet jesus uh when when would you feel this called a ministry and what does your ministry journey look like to get to this student pastor position at church at the cross let us know man yeah so we'll kind of do the the milestones. So that I like that. Yes. Into it. Yeah, so like it. my father was a pastor. So growing up, I heard, um, man, Sunday night, I was at church Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Saturday night, setting up for Sunday morning. Yes, uh, sir. All little country <laughs> church out in East Texas. Okay. Uh, and so man grew up hearing about Jesus. I uh, had a faithful Sunday school teacher from kindergarten until I graduated. Mrs. Joyce, she was 80 wow. years old. Um, Come on. And so she just faithfully taught the student ministry there of me, my two brothers and two other kids um, <laughs> for that 13 year period. Yeah. Uh, so grew up knowing a lot about Jesus, but it wasn't until I went to uh, basketball camp with one of my friends and his, his student pastor picked us up um, to take him back to his house. And he just asked the question of, man, it sounds like, you know, a lot about Jesus, but have you ever put your trust in Jesus? Have you surrendered? Wow. And it was in that moment that, like, I realized I, I hadn't. I knew of this guy. I knew of what he had done, but it never made it personal in my own life or the yeah, sin yeah. in my own life. Uh, so we pulled over in a little barbecue place right off the highway in that parking lot um, in his truck. And, and there's that. That's the place where I surrendered my life to Jesus. Fast forward. Dude, no that. better place to get saved than a barbecue parking lot. Let's go. I know. Yeah, you get saved and barbecue. <laughs> what a day. What a um, day. <laughs> but yeah, so we, so from there, uh, went to a church, uh, church camp, kind of a, if, if you're in Oklahoma, you know it, Falls Creek. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was there, yeah, kind of like that missions night. Of, yeah. Hey, you feel like this is where you want to go. Uh, let's, here's a trip opportunity. Go sign up. So that's what I did. Um, and then that next night was kind of the call to missions night, kind of that last, or yeah. the call to ministry that last yeah. night. And it was in that moment, I remember, uh, and growing up Baptist, I was like, what, what's going on here a little bit? Uh, <laughs> um, like during the worship set, it was just kind of just like a dark, it wasn't, the room was dark, you know, I was closing right. my eyes. I was worshiping and no idea what the song was or who was there yeah. or anything like that. Um, but then it was just kind of this image of just like this one lone figure standing out uh, in this dark space and just just one person alight in that, mm. that dark area. And then I woke, I opened my eyes and I was like, what? Don't know what that was. Um, so I went forward, <laughs> uh, talked with the counselor and my student pastor at the time and yes. really just signed up for missions. I was like, hey, I think this is the route I need to go. Um, mm -hmm. There was no like, eagle or dove landing on my yeah. shoulder whispering in my ear like hey go do yeah. this it was just i think this mission trip's what i should do next yeah what i should do next and that's really mm -hmm. what my story is it's kind of i love uh, it i just be faithful where you are and then god's going to show you what's the next and then what's wow. the next um 
So yeah, uh, I was on that mission trip uh, that I felt that God was calling me and kind of solidified the call to ministry in my life. Mm-hmm. So was going to go to A&M, already accepted into the engineering career uh, path and came home from Cardiff, Wales after a 10 day trip and said, mom, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to take a year off and try to figure this out. Uh, wow. So from there, community college, met a student pastor in my speech class who said, hey, do you want to come volunteer? Volunteered at that church. And once again, just kind of next steps over and over. Um, so, yeah, at, that's that's pretty much it. And that's wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's from awesome. that one just faithful step of saying yes. Uh, and yeah. then looking back and seeing what all God's done from where I'm at now. I was at the convention before this, so I was the state director for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention for the mouthful to say uh, for student ministry. Uh, So that way, anything, the M3 camps, those elements fell under Mm -hmm. us. Before that, I was at Houston's First Baptist um, down there doing student ministry. Mm -hmm. So really just kind of all over the place. Yeah, um, man. Being used that way. I love that. And I think that the key to this is just saying that you said, you know, what should I do next? Right. What's the next right step? You know, I don't want to sound like Disney or anything like that. I'm pretty sure Disney ripped off the Lord on that one, though. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like, what, what has he called us to? He's just called us to do the next right thing. And um, and and I love what you said there. And the thing I think this will be super encouraging to people is, hey, be faithful where you are and God will take you where he wants you to be. Is that I mean, that yeah. that's it. And, and I think sometimes in people wrestling with the call to ministry, they're like, well, well, how do I get to this student ministry position? No, you don't get there. You, you're faithful where you are and God's going to open up the door to be there. And, mm-hmm. um, man, I love that. That's kind of the story of my life too, man. I was saved at 18 and called to ministry. And I remember telling my student pastor, I was called to ministry and he goes, cool. Um, well, we have a, uh, I think it was a second grade boys Sunday school class that needs a teacher. You're teaching next Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, man. And, but, but no, seriously, I think you meant like, I need to preach. That's what you yeah, meant. For, that's, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing was, man, is like, man, I faithfully taught those, those boys. Um, and, and it was a year later, God opened up a door for me to, uh, be a student pastor at a place. I didn't seek it out. The Lord found me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Anyway, man, I just I love that story of just faithfully taking that next step. And I know right now um, you you work with students and this whole podcast is really um, to keep fresh in our minds and our eyes and help people prepare and and encourage them. Uh, Because really, this next generation, man, if we don't reach them by the time Mm -hmm. I like to say they turn the tassel, man, the likelihood we ever will. Uh, man, it just drastically reduces. So, so can you tell me, man, why is it that that you're passionate about the next generation, specifically student ministry, man? What what fires you up about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think back um, to Mrs. Joyce, that that figure in my life that was steady to call me out when I was a knucklehead, um, to point me back to Jesus every moment mm. that she could. Because when I look at this upcoming generation. Um, Man, they are the most diverse. They're the most advanced, mm-hmm. but they're also the most hurting, and they're also the yeah. most lost generation. Mm. Uh, yeah. Man, there's just so much going on mm. in their lives that yeah. they need the church. The church needs them, but they also need the church to come alongside and help be that that foundation for them 
Um, yeah. I always tell them, uh, uh, my volunteers, when they come in, I was like, here's the thing. Students are riding a roller coaster, all right? They don't need you in the seat beside them riding it with them. They need you to be that belt that holds them down. And they're like, they know, hey, I'm good around this person. I'm safe that yeah. whenever, like, and that belt for us ultimately is Jesus. Uh, That's right. We yeah. have something. We have a hope um, mm -hmm. that surpasses everything. And so when I look at these statistics, of, even this morning, I can't remember who, I think Kara Powell shared it on her Instagram. Mm -hmm of one out of every three girls in this past year have seriously considered suicide. Wow. And it's just, it's that of our generation looking at this next generation mm -hmm. and seeing not, not a nuisance, not a pain, yeah. but students that, man, they, they, they love hard and they rally around things well. Yes. But they're rallying around things that aren't, gonna last and so That's that right. i mean just thinking through everything that they've had to walk through even in these last three years mm -hmm. um things that they've been exposed to that their brains aren't ready to to comprehend and to to man it's just so much thrown at them yeah that, that the church we need to rally around them <laughs> and be a safe place for them and to help honestly guard them from things that they're not ready for to help mm -hmm. them process things um and even their yeah. worldview, this, this blows my mind. So everyone, when I was growing up, it was always, you got to watch out for that college professor. That's he's an atheist. <laughs> he's going to make you doubt everything. Right. You know, yeah. God's not yeah. dead. Those movies. Um, right. Yeah. And that was the case for me. And that was 15, 16 years ago. Right. Because that's when worldviews were being established mm -hmm. and kind of locked in. But you read Barna, you read secular studies and all of these other pieces worldview is established now in these students by the age of 13. Wow. Wow. So it's not when they're leaving my student ministry, it's when they're coming into my student ministry, mm -hmm. their worldview is pretty set already. Wow. Yeah. And so we're behind yeah. the ball to begin with. <laughs> yeah. so we we yeah. can't do what we did when I was in student ministry, what my student pastor did. It's yeah. you need to force the conversation, make them mm. stop and think and process. Um, yeah. Because yeah, their worldviews are, mostly formed by 13 which is terrifying when i think of that 13 year old yeah, Nathaniel, goodness gracious yeah, yeah 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 i think what you said earlier man they're they're diverse and advanced you know the amount of information they're processing at 13 man we weren't even near that at 18 right and so you're right the 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 messages they're getting the uh the the stats that are thrown the images that they see i mean it's constant uh information overload and and the church um, needs to be a place i love what you pictured there man just that safety belt the leaders need to be that safety belt that <laughs> you reminded me i watched a, a clip from from Deion Sanders a couple weeks ago and well, people like him or not, whatever. Uh, but he was telling his strength and conditioning coaches, he's like, look, you are not their boy. Uh, talking about, Hey, the college students, like you're, 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 you're not their homeboy. Um, you're not going to be out clubbing with them. And if that's what you want to do, you gotta, you gotta go. Cause that's not the role you have here as a leader. Um, what he was saying is what you said, you can't ride in the seat beside them on the roller coaster, man. You've got to be that seatbelt because, yes, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and everything in between. And just like Miss, you say Miss Joyce, is that right? Yeah. Uh, just like her, man. You need they need to 
they need someone who's a rock or someone they can depend on in this in this ever shifting sand that they're living in. And um, and so, man, I think that's great encouragement today. So, hey, if you're if you're a leader watching this, um, may, maybe you'll share this with some other leaders, because I know what Nathaniel just said, hopefully encourage you and and will encourage them as well. So make sure you share this with them, um, because one of the things that that I know is the heart of Nathaniel is really uh, using leaders, lay leaders, man, to uh, to help. Uh, in, in this, he's not doing this thing solo, man. And, and this ain't a solo sport. So I love the way that you learn, lead and, and, and raise up leaders, man. You're doing an incredible job there on that. Cool, man. Well, let, let's think about it like this then, Nathaniel. So, so we've got students, um, and they need to know what they believe worldview, right? So you're teaching them worldview. Um, but then they also need to learn how to articulate that to others. Um, we, we call it like, how do you share the gospel? How do you talk with other people? Um, and, and maybe there are people listening going, man, well, well, I want to know what I believe and I want to be able to share what I believe. Um, what are maybe some good steps they could take um, to help establish right worldview and then also to share Jesus with others? How, how would you help somebody out in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we kind of have a progression that we try to help our students through by the time I'm a know where you're going. Like my vision for tomorrow dictates yeah. what I do today type thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's not my quote. That's one of my life group leaders. I was like, that's good. <laughs> I love it. Write that's that good. Down. That's right, know. man. So that's that's Amy Lide. Shout out. Uh, hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So we work backwards. Uh, okay. especially when it comes to sharing the faith. So everything of, we want students to be able to share their faith. Now, what do we do to help get them to that spot? And so the yeah. first thing that we, we really want them to do, and we always do is point them to scripture so that yeah. they would have a high view of scripture, that they would see how people in the Bible shared their faith. You look at, mm -hmm. um, man, Peter's sermons, goodness yeah. gracious, Stephen, right before he was stoned yeah. and just you yeah. see their passion in their hearts. Um, Paul's writing in Romans where he says, man, I wish I was, I was cut off. Yeah. For the sake that people would know Jesus. If, like, if I could separate myself from him so they may know. Wow. And so as we see students interacting with scripture in that way, it's going to drive them to a posture of prayer Yeah. in their life. Because I think what we can get so tied up on, and I know for myself, um, and this, this students, man, they deal with so much like stress and anxiety of mm -hmm. perfection. Um, cause yeah. everything that they yeah. do is under the microscope of those around them, whether it's mm -hmm. on media, whether it's in their schools, all of those different elements. And so even like, we've even simplified tools that we give students. Uh, so okay. we use the, the bracelets that you have incredible yeah. resource because yeah. it's, it's right there. It's, yeah. it's, it's simple. And what it does is it, it takes that stress off of the student. Uh, if I don't say this perfectly, one, I'm going to insult my friend that I have this relationship with. <laughs> I want to keep that relationship with them. So how do I lovingly share God with them by saying, yeah. how, how do you lovingly say, hey, you're an enemy of God uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and your eternity is hell. Like, let's mm. let's figure out how we how we talk about that. That's where you right, don't yeah. hurt that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but then also like it, it drives our students to be a life on mission. Yeah. Of just yeah. constantly trying to share and, and just get better at. It. So for us as leaders, it's, it's take, take the pressure off of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's an urgency 
uh, for our students to share the gospel. Right. There's an urgency for us leaders for your own self. When's the last time you've shared the gospel Come on. Uh, with somebody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's real easy for us to get nitpicky when we're not doing it ourselves. Mm. And we put that on the students. So that's just the own heart yeah. check that I have to do in my own yeah. life. Um, but it is one of those of just, just take the pressure off of it a little bit yeah. of man, just give them simple tools. Don't roll out 15 different ways and let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. And it's no, Hey, simplify your win. Mm. And then let's help students see where it's at in scripture and let God cultivate their heart. Um, let, let God through his word and the Holy spirit in their life, draw them to those who don't know him. And then that's where the boldness comes from of understanding that it's not, it's on them, but it's not on them. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's so good. I, I love acts one, eight, right? Yeah. You are, when you receive the Holy spirit come upon you, you'll be my witnesses, right? It doesn't say you'll be, you'll be saving people. You just be my witnesses, right? This is what the Absolutely. Holy spirit does. And, uh, I love that man, the incorporation of scripture because the scripture says faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And I think a lot of people don't walk in boldness or faith because, and they're not walking in the word of God, but as we're walking in the word, we're walking in the spirit. Um, man, there's a, there's a, there's a supernatural boldness that comes on all of us that probably naturally we don't have. We may have it in some areas, but I don't know that anybody is naturally bold in sharing the gospel. I believe that's always a supernatural thing. Um, I take Paul, for example, right? He, what did he pray? He asked the Ephesians, like, hey, pray that I be bold in declaring the gospel. This dude was bold, man. He was bold. But but he said, look, when it comes to sharing the gospel, that's a supernatural thing. And I need you to be praying for me that I be bold. And mm -hmm. um, man, that's that's so good. I, I love also the reminder you said, just, hey, pick a way. Don't give them 30 things. Give them one thing um, we, we obviously uh, he alluded to the wristbands that we would use or or you can find all that information at one million cent.com. Go check it out. It's absolutely free resources there for you to get uh, one million cent.com. It's a way to share the gospel. It's not the only way, but it's a way. So if you don't have a way, go learn a way so that you'll know a way to tell other people about Jesus. Well, um, Nathaniel, I know, man, in your life and ministry, um, what I like to say is uh, stories, uh, man, they, they kind of birth, uh, if you will, boldness, right? Stories uh, bring encouragement. And maybe in your life and ministry, uh, I like to say there's been a time where you saw a student who got it. And they got on fire. They started uh, walking out their faith and sharing their faith. And, and I think those stories bring power. So can you share maybe a story of a teen that you remember or a group of teens, whatever, um, who you remember, man, they got it. And uh, they started just growing and living their faith out. Can you share with us a story like that today? Yeah, yeah. And as I've been in ministry, the more I think, man, I get more excited about just the common story mm -hmm. of someone who loves Jesus and wants others to know Jesus. Uh, yeah. I think it can be so easy. And even me early on in ministry, it was, I want to be a part of that big thing. I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then you see in scripture, yeah. it's just, no, it's just in the everyday, yeah, um, man. man, the apostles that we didn't hear their stories. Like, what yes, was that's right. Like, man, we need more Andrews. We need more people. That's like right. That. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to faithfully be where I am and serve. And so there's one mm -hmm. student, um, man, there, there was a great 
all, all students are great. So just know that every, every yeah. student's my favorite student. Um, but there was <laughs> one right. group of students at a previous church that they were in a grade together. They'd grown up together in that church mm-hmm. and they just wanted more. Um, mm-hmm. And so now that group is, they're now juniors in, in college. Mm-hmm. And to see them spread out all across the United States, I mean, wow. from South Carolina, um, A&M, some on the East Coast, like they're mm-hmm. West Coast, they're, they're scattered everywhere. And my greatest joy is to see them and call them and catch and touch up with them. And, and even on Instagram, uh, just seeing them connected to Bible studies, that they're living a life sense of yeah. getting phone calls. You know, I haven't talked to them in a couple of years, getting a phone call and it being like, hey, I have a student or I have a friend that is this religious background. Like I've done some yeah. studying online, but it's like, am I going the right direction? How do I build that bridge with them? <laughs> um, yeah. And so it really is. It, and it all stemmed from them seeing scripture in the new light. Um, yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane Pruitt, he did this illustration like 15 years ago that when, when the Holy Spirit, so the author of scripture mm-hmm. is reconnected as you study scripture and you memorize mm-hmm. and you write it on your heart, the author and his creation are coming back together and reunited. Yeah. And it's just a yeah. spurring on in this flame that we see. That's when mm-hmm. scripture comes to life. That's when, yeah. um, man, you just hunger and you thirst for it. And that's what happened in the lives of those students. Um, yeah. It wasn't yeah. anything I orchestrated. It was just, hey, I'm praying for them. I'm praying that these students <laughs> would come on fire for the Lord. Right. And the Holy Spirit just took it and just, man, mm. five this is almost six years later, just continually seeing them faithfully, just and, and every day. And one of those students, I met with him. It was called McDonald's Monday. Mm. Um, we'd get that McGriddle, uh, McGriddle Mondays. And so I was talking with him and he was like, man, I, I think it's like, I think I'm called like God wants me to be a faithful deacon in the church when I get older. <laughs> Let's go. How many, how many yeah. juniors <laughs> in high school do you hear them say, wow. Hey, I think God's calling me to be a faithful deacon because wow. his small group leader was a deacon in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, man, I, I want to do that. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. be, I'm gifted in this way, but I want to serve the church in this way. And man, that's awesome. It's it's just stories like that. Just so the common good. everyday yeah. students loving the word, loving Jesus, and wanting mm. other people to know him as well. Man, that's 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 awesome. I think of that quote, right? What what is uh you know what what is discipleship, right? It's long obedience in the same direction. And uh, man, when you walk in ministry for a while, you get to see that. And I love that you get to look back and go, hey man, these guys are still walking. We can look back and go, hey man, these ladies are still still following Jesus, man. That's the win. And I hope that again, encourages you today um, as maybe you're struggling, maybe you're questioning, maybe you're doubting, maybe you're just like, man, is this even worth it? Here's our encouragement today. Don't give up, don't quit. Keep going. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Uh, Lay aside all the sin and weight that is on you and run with endurance the race marked out for you. Well, Nathaniel, before we get off, man, I got to ask you the question. Let's circle it back. Oh, yeah. My boy, Nathaniel, is he a dog guy or a cat guy? What are you, man? I Dog guy through and through. So (laughs) wife and I, we don't we don't have any kids. We have we have a dog. 
Um, we made fun of the people that like posted photos of their dog all the time. Uh, <laughs> now, now he's got like, sweaters. Photos. Yeah. Let's go. Let's it's go. Instagram. <laughs> That's right. Puppy Graham, whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for taking time to be on here today with me, man. Um, I was encouraged, and I know that those who are watching or listening will be encouraged as well. So let me just close out by saying this. Hey, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, keep following Jesus. And if you have questions, man, reach out to us. All information is in the show notes below. We'd love to help point you to Jesus. And if you're looking for great training that is absolutely free, go check out 1millioncent.com. Whether you're a leader or a teen or a parent, there's something there for you to help you get equipped to have Jesus conversations in everyday life. And I always like to close with this. Because sometimes we think, well, one day I'll tell someone about Jesus. One day I'll get ready. Well, let me remind you of this. Today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's go. Absolutely.